Welcome to Life Me. I'm your host, Chris Gast, Right to Life with Michigan's Director of Communication and Education. Joining me today is our Education and Events Coordinator, Catherine Kinsey. Catherine, how are you doing? Pretty good. Good. Well, today I thought we'd start out by giving you just a brief update on the whole situation with the Covington kids. So, um, if you remember, there was that unpleasantness <laughs> after the March for Life where those kids' uh, lives were almost destroyed by right. an online mob, including major media outlets. Yep. Um, well, it turns out that the, uh, the diocese there in Covington, Kentucky, uh, did a, got some detectives to do an analysis mm-hmm. of all the video they found, which is generally publicly available right. that anyone can watch. And surprise, surprise, their conclusion was that the Covington kids did nothing, nothing. underlying nothing yeah. wrong. Yeah, which, I mean, seems like it probably should have been obvious, but, you know, at least they came to that conclusion. <laughs> they, they even went and chased down some of the crazy rabbit trails that people tried to keep the controversy going and say, oh, well, at one point in the march, the Covington kids said this mean thing to that lady, or uh, this kid yeah. said that, and... And uh, the detectives found, no, they didn't, they didn't do no. any of that. Um, all sorts of craziness. And yeah. so, I, you know, I'm, I've kind of put it in the back of my mind, but that situation still makes me angry. Yeah. You know, um, there have been no apologies. Right. There were a couple people reflecting. I remember we talked about Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar, of all people, saying, you know, how yeah. did we get this wrong? But... No apologies, no real sense of uh, proportionality, you know, that these were teens, yeah. not even 18. Um, and some people have uh, been speculating, you know, are these kids, is Nicholas Sandman the one kid at the center of it all going to sue? And um, indications are yes, that yeah. they are going to sue at least a few people. Um, the they have They have lawyers and the lawyers have sent out letters to certain publications asked them to preserve documents which right. is the first step to sue and honestly i think people should be sued for um you know treatment of what i would say is right. as a, as a private figure uh who is at that point just a tourist on the street and you know just because a kid wears some political apparel yeah. does not mean that their lives can be destroyed right and again like they're kids, so... He stood there. Yeah. And if you look at all the video, he was the kid who arguably acted the best. Right. He didn't get really excited in dancing when everyone was excited that people somehow say is disrespectful. Uh-huh. At, w- at one point, he moved to his friend to tell him to stop arguing and calm down, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But no good <laughs> deed go unpunished. Yeah. All right, we should change the subject for my blood pressure <laughs> hits 200. Yes. All right, um... Another thing that I thought that would be really good to go over as kind of uh, these whole New York and Virginia situations get more attention and people Mm -hmm. start to get really dialed in. You know, we've fielded a lot of questions, had a lot of comments and concerns whatnot. People didn't really understand, you know, how our abortion law works and what the pro-life movement does. And so I think it never hurts to have a refresher about what the abortion laws actually are in the state. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of federally, and then just real quick about the pro-life movement. Um, 
some people seem to think that we should be doing something in Michigan about what's going on in uh, New York and Virginia because they're afraid that abortion might be legal through online months of pregnancy in Michigan someday. Well, so we've been right. telling people that's the law. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I know we've repeated it many times in this podcast, but Roe versus Wade, Doe versus Bolton, you put them together. Uh, the health exception that the abortion supporters hide behind means anything. Right. And so you can have an abortion for practically any reason. doesn't mean you can always find an abortionist willing to do an abortion uh, late term because mm -hmm. of the danger and the heightened scrutiny. But uh, certainly you can't prosecute a, an abortionist providing a late term abortion in Michigan unless they did something else wrong to get them in trouble. Right. Well... People should understand that, um, you know, besides that and that New York and Virginia were simply, uh, New York successfully, Virginia unsuccessfully, just trying to enshrine uh, Roe versus Wade in state law, basically. And some states already have their own constitutional uh, versions or court decisions of Roe versus Wade in the state level. In mm -hmm. Michigan, our law is 100% pro-life, protective. All we need to have it go back into effect um, well, there's a couple things, but the main right. thing is we need Roe versus Wade gone. Yeah. For being, and Doe versus Bolton, I guess, technically, for the bad decisions that they were. Right. Now, we haven't just been sitting around for 46 years doing nothing. Mm -hmm. um, we have been trying to systematically limit abortion as much as possible. Uh, lately, just trying to hold the abortion industry accountable to, you know, rules and regulations that say Taco Bell or a yeah. tattoo parlor, or yeah. a dental clinic might have to follow, you know, radical, radical <laughs> ideas here. Um, yeah. But I thought, let's just go through a quick view of what is the actual law in Michigan. And I think one that we should start off with is, uh, right now, the U.S. Senate and Congress um, has been debating a Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act bill. Right. So, um... I think we talked about this in our last podcast, but just to give a little history, uh, in the early 2000s, it was discovered that a hospital in Illinois was just inducing labor of children um, mm -hmm. who the moms didn't want them and just leaving the children's to, uh, children to die right. in a soiled utility closet. And this was Christ Hospital in Oakland, Illinois. Yeah. And that prompted... Uh, efforts in Illinois and ultimately uh, successful efforts in on the national level to get a Born Alive Infant Protection Act or BIPA law. Mm -hmm. um, and the BIPA law federally just says that for purposes of any federal law, a, ch a child born alive after a botched abortion is a person under yes. every other law. Now, um, that's not the best law that we could possibly get. Um, we have a better law in Michigan, which I'll explain in a second. Uh, the problem with that is, uh, if you've heard us talk about the issues of euthanasia yeah. and doctor prescribed suicide and whatnot, there's a lot of leeway for how poorly you can treat a, a born adult person <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the medical community and denying care and basically, or even terminally sedating them to death, right. which like, happens here in Michigan and uh, a lot of places. I mean, and, apparently because you're a person doesn't necessarily mean... You get treated well. Right. So. And uh, that's what you happen. That's what happens when you devalue an entire class of human beings through abortion. Yeah. It becomes easier to devalue uh, other classes of human beings, the disabled and the sick. Mm -hmm. um, but that is an important law 
it is important to state that. Mm -hmm. But then what you need to do is you need to add specifics. And that's what we find with our laws. You know, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, it's like a race. You know, we pull ahead and we write this new law. Then the abortion industry finds some way to get around it. We have right. to pull ahead with, you know, something new. They might go again. Then we have to update it. So some of our laws have been updated maybe two, three times mm -hmm. over the course of years as we find ways that the abortion industry is just ignoring them. Well, in Michigan, we have our Born Alive Infant Protection Act is kind of what uh, Congress is trying to do now. Uh, basically, it requires the abortionist to transfer uh, the child to a hospital mm -hmm. after a botched abortion. Um, makes sense because you don't trust the abortionist. Right. Um, it requires the abortionist to treat the child as um, as any other child would be. So we have that portion of the federal, uh, the, the main federal law currently is in our own BIPA. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a kind of interesting law that says if the, if the mom refuses to uh, provide refuses care for the child, mm -hmm. that our safe delivery law of abandoned right. newborns kicks in, and technically the the mother is no longer, the mother is legally considered to surrender the child, because mm -hmm. you're in a situation there where uh, the mother didn't want the child, mm -hmm. and uh, even if the child may have a chance to live, uh, she may withdraw care simply because she doesn't want the child, because she was going to have an abortion, and right. is frustrated, sad, mad, um, any number of possible emotions that mm -hmm. the abortion didn't work right and so basically our law is take the kid to the hospital if no one's going to care for the kid then the kid gets a caretaker just like in our safe delivery law mm -hmm. and so our law is not perfect you know uh really you know we can't be there in an abortion clinic and make sure that the abortionists are doing the right, right thing uh, if we find out they do something wrong we can penalize them after the fact um I'm sure even our Born Alive Infant Protection Act could be uh, improved in some way. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have what the federal government's already trying to do. Right. And so uh, people should feel confident in Michigan that we have uh, a law in place to basically convict an abortionist if we discover that they're doing horrible things. Right. So what are some other abortion laws in the state that people should be uh, aware of? Um, well, <clears throat> we have a ban on partial birth abortions in the state, uh, just like the federal law. Um, you know, partial birth abortion, the child is partially born and then aborted. Right. Uh, I love it when the abortion industry tries to say, that's not an accurate term. That's not the medical term. Well, it, it's describing it's what, what happens. happens. Yeah. Yep. They're trying to do that now with late-term abortions that uh, oh, no one goes by trimesters and Okay. Apparently, calling late-term abortion a different thing somehow makes it less monstrous. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. As far as funding of abortion, um, in 1988, we banned Medicaid funding for abortion um, because of how the federal law was changed. Um, it, it's not for a 100% pro-life ban. Uh, you can get Medicaid funding for an abortion for a reason for rape or incest. Um, our original law only had the exception of the life of the mother. And so uh, this Medicaid funding ban, you know, is, is our, probably one of our most important laws mm -hmm. because, you know, looking at the numbers, you know, it's prevented probably more than 200,000 abortions. There's not a lot of people uh, that can say, point to one law and said, I saved over 200,000 people. Right. Um, so that's an important one. And the abortion industry always wanting to get rid of that one mm -hmm. so they get more money. 
Um, we also passed uh, a couple of years ago legislation that requires uh, insurance coverage of abortion to be by an optional rider only, so that can't be baked into your policy. If you want abortion coverage, you have to decide you want it, and then you have to pay for it on your own. Mm -hmm. We have informed consent laws in Michigan, so women have to be screened for signs of abortion coercion, which happens. Uh, they have to be given information about the procedure. Uh, they have a 24-hour waiting period. Um, if they are a minor, they need parental consent, or mm -hmm. there is a way they can get a uh, judicial bypass. In Michigan, abortionists have to give women the option to view the ultrasound. Now, that law is kind of an example of uh, how they're trying to get around it. We know some abortion facilities will uh, bring in the old 70s grainy, I can't tell what this is, yeah. ultrasound machine to do the informed consent. And then when it's time to do the ultrasound, then they'll wheel that one back and then they'll bring in the nice new fancy 3D ultrasound. So the abortionist knows exactly what he's doing when he's tearing the baby apart. Right. But we don't want the woman, they want the woman to realize what the baby actually uh, is before yeah. they start. Um, but somehow that's not deceptive. No, 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 no. Um, trust women. Yeah. Trust women. That's their slogan. <laughs> trust women. But they don't want to give them basic the information. information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So many talking points. It just frustrates <laughs> you because you know they're not, they don't take it that seriously. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, so uh, we have abortion clinic regulations in the state. They have to be licensed and inspected. Uh, only a doctor can provide them. A lot of uh, abortion uh, supporters in other states are trying to get it so nurses or midwives can do yeah. abortions. You know, um, nurses are not supposed to right. provide surgery. Mm -hmm. They can assist in certain situations, but, you know, they don't care. They just want everyone to perform abortions possible. But I thought it was just a medical procedure. It's between a woman and her <laughs> someone who works who's, in the hospital. Not the doctor, someone who works in the hospital. It's between a woman and some random person on the internet. Right. Or in a telemedicine abortion, it's between a woman and her and a webcam. Yep. No doctor necessary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, another part of those regulations, um, any remains of the child at a certain point, they have to be buried, cremated, or uh, incinerated. And then uh, also we require abortion facilities to report statistics to the states. So we know what's going on. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have our safe delivery law. So uh, babies under 72 hours old can be confidentially surrendered to an emergency service provider like a police station, fire station, hospital. No mm -hmm. questions asked. Um, that law has saved over 200 kids from a potential fate of, uh, of an infanticide or being mm -hmm. abandoned. Um, assisted suicide is legal in Michigan, and then, um, which is one of our issues, of course. And then we also have really good uh, patient advocate laws, uh, specifically a durable power of attorney for health care. And I would encourage everyone listening to get that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of an overview of what we have currently in Michigan. Um, so what a lot of states have been working on lately um, that are kind of interesting, uh, bans on abortions past uh, 20 weeks mm -hmm. based on evidence the child can be capable of feeling pain. Um, dismemberment abortion bans. So basically, you know, dismemberment abortion is as gruesome as a partial birth ab abortion. Right. And so why can't we ban that common second and third trimester procedure? And that's one... Uh, piece of legislation that we've had as a priority. Mm -hmm. uh, the last governor was unwilling to do anything with it. The current governor is, but 
Maybe we'll be, there'll be more yeah. on that soon. Maybe. <laughs> hint, hint. Hopefully. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Um, a lot of other states have been doing some interesting laws, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, and more in depth is uh, laws that ban abortions based on uh, disability mm-hmm. or uh, race or sex. Um, you know, uh, sex selection abortions is a major issue, more so overseas, but it does happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, laws uh, banning abortions for reasons of disabilities, like for example, Down syndrome, are very interesting. You know, I know we talked in the podcast earlier that Gallup poll, the latest Gallup poll on abortion, showed that. Even a majority of Americans think that abortion in the first trimester just because the child has Down syndrome should be illegal. Yeah. Which is encouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most of those happen late term. If that were to happen, those are late term abortions and the numbers go go way up. So there's a right. super majority of Americans who think taking the life of a child with Down syndrome is wrong. Yeah. And that surprised me because so often abortion is justified as something's wrong with the kid and the kid's not perfect, so get rid of the kid. Yeah. Or the kid, it's going to be too hard. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's encouraging. Um, some of these laws have, uh, like I mentioned, uh, a racial component. So you can't abort a child simply because of the child's race, um, which I suppose theoretically could happen. Um, probably doesn't happen very much. But that's a very interesting law in terms of education. So mm-hmm. February is Black History Month. Right. And um, every year uh, we highlight the issue. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we know in Michigan that when you look at statistics, a majority of the abortions in the state are done on black women. We right. make up, uh, what is it, I think 14% in of Michigan. Michigan's female yeah. population. So 14% of women are having 50, 50%, 50 just abortion. over 50% of the abortions. Right. That's a problem. Yeah, just a bit. That's like hugely disproportionate. Right, and when you look at uh, a lot of issues, when you deal with um, racial discrimination and whatnot, a lot of people use uh, you know disparate statistics mm-hmm. as evidence that some sort of racial bias is inherent, whether that's in uh, home loans or education or whatnot. Mm-hmm. They, they specifically use these imbalances as evidence that some sort of discrimination is happening. And so... Um, curiously, many of these voices who would say these about all sorts of other issues, on the issue of abortion, they never get around to pointing out this disparate right. number. Which, I mean, I don't know. I think that's because a lot of people say, well, this is, you know, a woman's right. It's something, well, good. I'm glad that these minorities have, like, better access to it. But obviously that's so twisted because it means that more of those lives are ending. Right, and uh, you know, a statistic that should be talked about but isn't, um, you know, there are more abortions in the black community every, since 1973 than every other single cause of death combined. Yeah. So heart disease, mm-hmm. cancer, traffic accidents, drug overdoses, uh, dementia, murders, suicides, AIDS, everything you add it together and it doesn't equal the number of abortions in the black community since 1973, which I think some people are estimating that number to be about 19 million. Mm -hmm. Which is huge. Yeah, and since this is since 1973, so the vast majority of these people would still be alive. Right. Um, 
you know, I, I don't off the top of my head remember what the, the black population is in the United States. It's about 12% of, you know, somewhere north of 300 million people. Mm -hmm. But that is a huge proportion right. of uh, black history that is missing. Right. Entirely missing. And why don't, why don't we ever talk about this? You know, I remember how this number, I don't want to claim credit like we're the first people to figure that out, yeah. but I n had never heard this number before. Right. And we had uh, a publication that said that uh, more than like cancer, AIDS, and, or something, it listed a couple causes of death mm -hmm. in our uh, talking point, if you will, that we put in these presentations, but there were more black abortions than these causes of death combined. And so that kind of became out of date, and I was tasked with finding all the numbers mm -hmm. to kind of update it. And it was really hard finding, um, you know, data in the same report about AIDS deaths or this or that death plus abortions. And I was just being really frustrated, like, I can't really find this information that I want. I can't come up with some hard numbers. Mm -hmm. And so I, for whatever reason, I was looking at the CDC report, and it just kind of dawned on me, I'm like, wait, like... There are, you know, hundreds of thousands of these black abortions by the numbers every year. And I looked at the number of deaths, right. like total deaths. And I'm like, whoa, like it's less. It, it's it was it was it's just more. So only now that abortions are declining are the number of black deaths overall, like comparing yeah. like almost the same with black abortions. I'm like. This is crazy. Insane, That's yeah. it is insane. And then so I started to look back from, you know, 2010 or whenever that was. And I, I just at one point I gave up. I'm like, these numbers aren't even close. Like, I don't yeah. even need to keep finding these numbers to be confident in the claim that, um, by the way, I have. So don't think I don't <laughs> actually do my homework. But right. I, I had to give up in the project. I was like, this is this is insane. Yeah. Why has nobody mentioned this? You know, yeah. why? I've been in the pro-life movement for years now at that point, why did no one, why the pro-life movement never mentioned this? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't want to claim that we're the first because maybe someone out there figured that out, but um, we changed our publication to say, hey, yeah, it's even worse than yeah. we thought. Um, and so we have that uh, page up on our website. Uh, the kind of title of it is Black Abortions by the Numbers. Um, it's one of the most popular pages on our website. Yeah. It's been cited on national radio uh, and elsewhere. And so um, I think it's important people know that, but I don't think enough people know. Yeah. Um, sure. And, you know, in, in Michigan, we have a serious problem, especially in uh, the city of Detroit and Wayne County, um, where the population is primor uh, primarily black, and you have these abortions going on, mm -hmm. um, which... One thing I think it's important to mention is um, some people look at pro-lifers mentioning these numbers and say, oh, well, you're criticizing, um, you know, you're criticizing African-Americans for how this is. Um, you're kind of shaming them that these numbers mm -hmm. are so bad. Why aren't you doing anything about it? Um, well, first of all, you know, we do try to, you know, we do try to do stuff about it. You know, we have more than 150 pro-life pregnancy centers in the state. That any woman experiencing a crisis pregnancy can go and get help. Mm -hmm. um, we have several of them in the city of Detroit, which we've highlighted. We have our helpinthed.org uh, website now, mm -hmm. which provides a list of just all sorts of resources in Detroit that you can get, um, you know, free help, 
Shelter. Free or low cost shelter, childcare, substance abuse counseling, mm-hmm. diapers, food pantries. There's so much. There's so many resources out there, and this one great website, HelpingTheDeed.org, lists, you know, all of not all of them, not all of them in the city right. of Detroit. We're always finding new ones and thinking, yeah. you know, should we add it? Um, and so we are trying to help, but um, you know, and there's certain dynamics that make the abortion rate higher. I would say. Um, Poverty is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fact that there's a, a very high number of uh, of single parenting is mm-hmm. another huge problem, you know, and that that's not even in the black community. That's across the board now throughout mm-hmm. our culture. Um, and then I think too, it needs to be mentioned that um, you know, abortion industry targets them. Yeah, they locate their facilities in those uh, areas so they they go where the where the money is right um they don't ever talk about it you know the abortion industry knows that black women have a disproportionate amount of abortions so they encourage it right and and they say they used to say they want it to be safe legal and rare but how come they never pointed it out like how come there's never any you know anything on their part um you know, we don't have, like, perfect numbers in terms of, like, sort of, like, a profile of, say, a black woman in Detroit, why she's having an abortion. We can make some guesses that, um, you know, she's unmarried, she's in her 20s, she probably, she already has one or two kids, mm-hmm. and so um, it's just this, and she's probably already had at least one abortion, and so that's the best picture that we can kind of paint, but... Mm-hmm. I know we've mentioned it before, you know, the, the abortion industry sees these women, they sees the, them coming back more than once. Right. You know, why do they never stop it? Right. You know, Planned Parenthood says, oh, we do sex education, we teach women to be responsible, blah, blah, blah. How come they don't ever, how come the abortion, the repeat abortion rate is still 50%? Yeah. You know, the women come, they get an abortion, they leave, Planned Parenthood doesn't care. They give yeah. them a condom on the way out. They practically, they practically, yeah, they practically, <laughs> yeah, wave, see you next time, <clears throat> thanks. Looking forward to another five hundred dollars yeah. from you for a for a first trimester abortion, mm-hmm. um, and so you know the pride movement brings this up because this is a serious problem. Right, nineteen million people are missing. Um, you don't want to say that people need to be around for this reason, but look at issues like like politics. You know, mm-hmm. if if there were you know. 16 something odd million more black voters mm-hmm. how different would our politics look mm-hmm. very different yeah, wouldn't it definitely based on how they vote or, or maybe it wouldn't i mean you never know how things would change but um you know and i don't think that uh african americans are the largest minority anymore i think hispanics yeah. have overtaken yeah. them and um you know hispanics have a higher abortion rate but it's nowhere near as high as the abortion rate in the black community mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the abortion industry is really, you know, is, is really located in the inner cities mm-hmm. and, and urban areas, which um, you know, get some Hispanics, but that's really been their focus. Right. And, of course, you have the whole history of the abortion industry with Margaret Sanger and eugenics, mm-hmm. um, and there's just callous attitude towards the poor in general, who happen mm-hmm. to be generally uh, skewed towards minorities. And so... You know, you put this all together and someone has to, you know, you can't fix a problem. You can't address a problem until you identify it. 
Right. And so the pro-life movement, we're going to keep bringing this issue up because people need to know and it's unacceptable. Yeah, it has to be talked about. It does. All right. That's all the time we have for this edition of Life Beat. Join us again in two weeks. Have a wonderful weekend.